Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 15, chapter 179. For three days before he died, Philip was bathed in divine light and joy more than ever before. As if he knew that he had been summoned to the wedding feast of the Lamb, each day he celebrated Mass with an unbelievable delight and gladness. On the 25th of May, which was that year the Feast of Corpus Christi, and his last day, he celebrated the liturgy with such joy that he seemed to be singing. At the beginning of the sacrifice, he looked towards the vineyards near the church of Sant'Onofrio, as if he could see something which escaped our eyes. Whatever it was he saw, he never spoke of it, and none of us knew it. He spent most of that day hearing confessions, and he gave Holy Communion to many of his disciples with his own hands. All through those three days, he appeared to be in such robust health that he never went back to bed after getting up in the morning until his usual hour of going to bed at night. On that day, which was to be his last, Angelo Vittorio was with him and said, I am not coming to visit you as your doctor, Father, just as a friend. When he left the room, he remarked to me and the others, Philip is so fit that I expect to find him as well as he is now in ten years' time. That very day, Philip knew that his death was imminent, for God had revealed it to him, and he showed his joy in his face. He greeted his visitors in a friendly manner and listened attentively to the lives of the saints which Francesco Zazara was reading. He was always delighted with that sort of reading. They were reading the life of St. Bernardine of Siena when Cardinal Agostino Cusano came to see him, accompanied by Girolamo Pamphili, the auditor of the Rhoda. A little later, Spinello Benci arrived, a man of great integrity, and the first bishop of Montepulciano. They all recited the divine office with Philip and stayed with him until the day darkened towards evening. As night fell, they all went home. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, Have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When St. Thomas More, 
was in prison. He wrote a letter to his daughter, Meg, telling her about the Carthusian monks that walked past his window that morning. These Carthusian monks were the first ones who had been tried under new laws by Henry VIII. And these Carthusian monks had prayed. They had made a novena to the Holy Spirit. They had said mass every day for nine days, begging for light. Whether they could go along and sign various things that Henry VIII wanted them to sign about his supreme headship of the church. And they were eventually tried and condemned for their refusal. And they were tried under very strange circumstances. But the point is they were on their way to martyrdom. They were on their way to dying. And Thomas More looked out the window and he saw their faces. And he told his daughter, they were like bridegrooms on the way to their wedding. They were so full of joy as they were going to terrible suffering and then to die, but then to heaven, the wedding feast of the Lamb. And that kind of joy is what St. Philip was also experiencing on this last day of his life. He was bathed in divine light and joy more than ever before. When he said mass, there was unbelievable delight and gladness. What was he joyful about? Not his final sufferings, which would be intense, but that very soon he would see God face to face. Very soon he would enter into that mansion, that room which God, the Son, had prepared for his servant Philip. What eye has not seen, what ear has not heard, what God had prepared for Philip, that's what he was about to enjoy. He was about to enter in to the eternal life of the Trinity, to share in the Son's loving relationship with the Father beyond all the limitations of this life. And he was going to share as much as humanly possible in the Father's love for the Son. He was to share in that interchange of love, which is the Holy Spirit. He was to embrace with no end all the saints, above all the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Joseph. He would to see his parents and all the people he and his priesthood had been able to help get to heaven. All of whom he had known had not been lost. He had been assured there would be this great reunion Heaven is what we are all made for. Heaven is what we're going towards. And we all want to hear what St. Philip heard the day he died. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Joy. That is what Christ continually talked about in terms of heaven. A wedding feast, a joyful feast. Think of a wedding, a great, a happy wedding you've been to. Everyone looks their best, the kind of joy of that day. And that's what our Lord continually used as an example of what heaven is like. And we have joy the more we rest in the good we love. The more we make real to ourselves the love of God, the more joyful we will be. 
The more we fix our eyes on God and on heaven, the more joyful we will be even in this life. That's what St. Philip's teaching us. But if we want to fix our eyes on God, if we want to live in union with God, we need to do a few crucial things. And St. Philip's final day on earth was kind of ordinary. And in that ordinariness, St. Philip's teaching us about the path to heaven. The path to heaven means getting up early and going to Mass, if you can. Getting up early and saying Mass if you're a priest. Or saying Mass at some point during the day. But the morning, this is what's kind of highlighted for us today. St. Philip got up and he prayed and he said Mass. And the Lord spoke to him. The morning is very important for prayer. And what else is important if we want to be joyful and get to heaven? Confession. St. Philip spent most of his final day on earth hearing confessions, his special ministry. If we want to go to heaven, we need to pray, we need to love the Mass, we need to go to confession. And what else do we need? We need Holy Communion. St. Philip gave Holy Communion to many of his disciples. And what else do we need? Well, St. Philip's doctor visited him. St. Philip always obeyed his doctors. And so we too need to live a life of obedience. We need to live a life of following other people. We need to have people around us that we can follow and trust and obey. Generally speaking, obey our spiritual doctors and even our physical doctors. We can't do everything on our own. We can't think we know everything. And then we need friends if we want to get to heaven. St. Philip had people who came to visit him. He didn't make a big deal about him going to heaven the next, you know, that night. He was so ordinary, so natural, so friendly. We need to listen to people, listen to our friends. Take an interest in our friends. And what friends especially? The lives of the saints. We need to love the saints. We need to get to know the saints. And what else do we need to do? We need to pray in the evenings. Prayer in the morning, the mass. But we also need to pray in the evening. That's what Philip did. He prayed the divine office, vespers, compline like we do. He said, probably said matins of the next day with his friends. And then we need to be alone with God. His friends left him in the evening and Philip was with his God. We need to be able to cultivate a life lived in union with God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.